Welcome back, everybody, to Quid Prog Quo, the musical podcast where I introduce my friends and loved ones to progressive rock music, and they in turn get me to listen to whatever we want. We have a fan favorite returning. Our lovely guest of Gemma is back, and this time she was the first person to reach out to me to get back onto this podcast. Most of the time I have to wrangle my friends to try to get them back on, but she was so excited for me to listen to this particular group that she's discovered. So we're going to dive into that. And I, in turn, got her to listen to one of my all-time favorite artists and uh, get her take on it. So the two artists are similar, but from completely different worlds. I hope everybody has a good time on this one. As always, I want to extend a huge thank you to Olana Alinsky for designing the show's graphic, as well as Explosive Ear Candy for their song, all together now, which is the soundtrack to this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive in and find out what we've got in store for this episode. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will admit this is the first time somebody's actually reached out to me and was like, "Hey, we need to do this." I know. Oh man. Well, I'm excited though. Me too. Oh, boy. I hope I haven't like over. I mean, I haven't really told you anything, but I hope I haven't oversold. Like, maybe you've heard of these people. I don't know. I don't know either. This is exciting. Okay. That's exciting. Okay. 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 So, um, okay. well, I've already started the recording, so we can just dive right into it. Oh, whoops. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Yay. This is your second appearance uh, on my little show. Yes, it is. I am the friend who introduced you to Taylor Swift. Just have to put that up there. <laughs> you want to just start everything off with that. Because I know last time you saved it until the very end. Yeah, no, that's so. to all the music people. You're welcome. This is this is the one. This is she. Yes. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this This band this group this album that you're so excited um for context uh Gemma reached out to me earlier this week and was so excited about this group this album uh she's like I gotta talk about it let's do another podcast (laughs) yes um so I've been on sort of an earworm kick lately um and I am kind of a bandwagon person in general so I admit I did sort of jump on the bandwagon for this Mm -hmm. um but I'm glad I did because there's some really good things to discover. So um, <laughs> you've probably heard of K-pop. I, I have indeed. Yes. we're. Doing- have you heard of BTS? I have. I've heard of them, but I haven't heard any of their music. Okay. Well, that's not the group I'm going to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> you got me excited. You, you set me I know. up and you knocked me down. Actually, I was, I was debating that, but I, I kind of decided against it only because bts is so big Mm -hmm. i figured 
you and probably a lot of people would have already like sort of heard about them. Okay. Um, that is not to say that you shouldn't check them out because their music is really, is like, it's really excellent mm-hmm. um, in all respects. So it's not BTS, okay. but um, Blackpink, who I'm talking to today. I've also but- heard about Blackpink, but I've never, I've never actually dove in and listened to their music. Yeah. Yeah. I so- know that that our mutual friend Megan has talked to me a lot about these bands. Okay. And each time I'm like, I should really check them out, but like, I don't have any real starting point for K-pop or J-pop. Yeah. So I wouldn't even know really where to start. Like every time I would visit her and we would go to like the Pacific mall in Markham, just North of Toronto, we would always go to the one music store and I love all their packaging like how they deliver their albums, I'm just fascinated by. And I'm shocked that we don't do the same, especially when record sales are declining because more and more people are going to streaming services. Right. So yeah, like this is always something that I've wanted to kind of take a look at. And like, I've heard clips here and there of like this style of music, but I've never sat down and listened to a whole album. So yeah. I'm pretty stoked about this now. Uh, so yeah. what what album? Did you choose an album for Blackpink? Oh my gosh. Okay. So when I prepared for this five seconds before we got together, I was like, oh, <laughs> Rogowski does this by albums to write. Because the way I listen to music is I find, like I get individual songs and I listen to them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're from various albums. I'm like, right, right. Okay. But yes, I do, <laughs> I do have one album in particular mm-hmm. and then there's a couple other individual songs from a different album i'd be like check those out because those are good too okay 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 yeah um so the album uh that i found was it's blackpink in your area okay 18 yeah i have their discography in front of me or at least whatever's available on um youtube or not youtube but whatever's on spotify yeah. Because I do know that K-pop and J-pop generally don't have, like, it's harder to find their albums on streaming services. Yeah. So it looks like they've got Blackpink in your area in your area as, like, their first one, and then, like, three live albums, and then an album that they were actually released this year. Like, yeah. Or, I guess, last year, 2020, which is just called The Album. Yeah, The Album. So... Definitely for, for more or less the whole album, I would say like listen to Blackpink in your area, but the album has a couple of, um, well, it has a lot of really good songs, but like one is like how you like that and, um, pretty savage Mm -hmm. and lovesick girls. Okay. And that's on the album and crazy over you. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Cause it's looking like Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do because the album that I chose for you is like double the length of both of these albums combined. Oh, I okay. will listen to both of these albums for you. That's fantastic. Yeah, because it looks like it, uh, Blackpink in your area is like 32 minutes and the album is 24 minutes. So okay. that's like less than an hour. Right, right. And the album that I'm giving you is like an hour and a little bit. So. Yay. <laughs> Cuz I know you're just so excited about that stuff. Um one thing too I will say I'm going to I'm going to add like a, uh, a note on this mm-hmm. is um in addition to the music I would also suggest checking out 
one music video. Oh, yeah. Because the thing with um, that I find, and again, I've only listened to largely to BTS and Blackpink, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like K-pop artists deliver on all fronts, especially these two um, bands. So mm-hmm. the thing about K- uh, the thing about Blackpink that's um, really up there in terms of quality is not only do they sing and dance mm-hmm. very well, mm-hmm. but it's also in terms of the quality of their music videos. Mm-hmm. And so either the music video for um, Whistle or Kill This Love or How You Like That, any of those three, I would suggest just to get a real taste of Blackpink. Okay, I've written all those down into the videos. <laughs> if I have time, because yeah. like I said, our my my album to you is a little bit on the longer side. Yeah. So I'll probably be able to listen to these two albums and maybe get one, two of these, because I do know it's an experience. It's like a full immersive oh. experience for this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm pretty excited. Because I can see that you're excited about this, which makes me excited. But this actually gives me an excuse to dive in and listen to what K-pop has to offer. Because, yeah, yeah, I've I've heard so much. Well, especially like the industry around it and how like not so good it is. But um, yeah, this is this is pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to hear what I have in store for you? Yeah, sorry, sorry. By all means, what do you have in store for me? <laughs> oh no, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. Um, okay, so for those of you that don't know, I, I record these pretty far in advance. So this will probably be coming out in like end of February, beginning of March. I'm thinking, which means that Stephen Wilson's new album has already dropped. But as of recording, Stephen Wilson will be putting out a new album this week, which. I am so looking forward to. And so because I've been listening to a lot of his music in preparation, I decided to give you an album of his, which I think I have played music by Steve Wilson to you before. Okay. I probably put them on a couple of the different compilations that I've made you over the years or whatever. Um, And I was trying to figure out which one would be a good introduction, like as a full length album. Mm -hmm. So Steve Wilson was the kind of forerunner for Porcupine Tree, a huge progressive rock band in like the 90s and the 2000s. He went solo and has not really looked back. He has his hands in a lot of different projects, but like I find his solo work is very, very mature, very experimental while also being very accessible. And I feel like this album is his magnum opus. I feel like this is his, him at his peak. I don't think he's topped this album. I will admit that this might not necessarily be my favorite album of his, but I do recognize that this is probably his best work from start to finish. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So this album, and I always have to pronounce it the way that I do, uh, is Hand Cannot Erase. And the reason why I pronounce it that way is because when he released it, each word was ended with a period. So I always have to say, oh. hand cannot erase. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's fun. Like all of his albums, it's a concept album. But I feel like 
he always kind of loses the mark about halfway through <laughs> whenever he's doing a concept album. He always kind of like, I don't know. He, I don't know if it's just because he gets bored or he loses track of something or whatever. I always just feel like, I don't know. He just, he loses sight of his own creation. Okay. So the concept for this one, I'll give you just like a very brief kind of like introduction. Mm-hmm. Um was based all around the story. Uh, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but in the UK, there was this woman that disappeared for like five years, like three or five years. And nobody noticed for that time. Like her coworkers, her friends, her family didn't notice that she had been gone. Okay. And like, obviously, like, the first thought that comes to my mind is, how did you know she was gone if nobody noticed? But I guess, like, one day somebody's like, oh, hey, I guess Susan in accounting isn't there anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the jumping off point for this album. That's, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know how music is going to reflect this, but that's what this is all about. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I will I will preface. Um because I wanted to give you something a little bit more challenging, but not so challenging that you would immediately turn off. Uh, I can see the panic in your eyes already. I'm so sorry. Not panic, just apprehension. <laughs> okay. Um, this album starts off pretty accessible and cool. it gets weird. All right. So it's not like I just throw you into the deep end right from the first song. It takes a couple of songs to get weird. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So yeah. And this album is an hour and five minutes. So right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm excited to check out K-pop. This will be fun. I, I, the thing that I love and the yeah. thing that I'm most looking forward to is to try to find the overlaps between these two albums. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. To see the connections, to see if there's any at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll go listen to some K-pop and uh, enjoy your time with Stephen Wilson. Thank you. I will And with that, Gemma and I go into our own music silos to listen to each other's music. She's going to listen to some Stephen Wilson, and I'm going to be listening to some Blackpink, uh, which I am very excited about. Uh, I had a really interesting time listening to some pop, I believe it's K-pop, and... uh, Yeah, my whole kind of understanding of the musical genre. And I want to thank some of my patrons. If you're not already a patron of mine, head on over to patron.com slash notes reviews. Any little bit helps me out quite a bit. And this week, I'm going to shine the light on Grace, who's been with me pretty much from the beginning, uh, helped support me throughout the summer, and uh, is just a bright light in my uh, Patreon world, as well as Kelvin Troyer, uh, who I've already thanked a number of times. So thank you to Grace and uh, Kelvin. If you want to be cool like these cool 
cool cats, head on over to Patreon slash Notes Reviews. Uh, even a dollar a month goes a pretty long way. You get your name at the end of my credits on any of my Notes Reviews videos, as well as a shout out on this here podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into the podcast. Find what find out what Gemma thought about uh, Stephen Wilson and what I thought about uh, Blackpink. Let's do it. Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Welcome back from the other side. Yeah. Yep. So, so what did you think? Um, so it's really interesting experience. Um, yeah. I looked up actually the story of the woman on which this album was based and it is a Ooh. true story. She was uh-huh. a real person. Uh, for the record, her name was Joyce Carol Vincent. Oh, look at you. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so it added a layer to the experience of listening to the music, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I really liked I really liked the album. Um, and the story itself is kind of it's it's haunting in a very simple kind of way because mm-hmm. so this woman, um, she was actually quite attractive mm-hmm. and she had a great job and she had family and everything. But she just, um, she died in her apartment and no one knew. Uh, It was about, I think, three years after her death that her, that she was found. Yeah. And it was just so weird because everyone who recalls her, like anyone who knew her were like, was like, um, I really don't understand because she was so outgoing. She had this persona, like I could not imagine that would be her end. So Mm -hmm. then knowing that and listening to the music um, was kind of, kind of an authentic listening experience yeah for sure that's really cool that you did like some homework and like (laughs) research into it so yeah yeah so walk me through kind of how you enjoyed them well yeah I guess how you enjoyed the music and how you took in the music yeah so the first uh the first song I guess first regret Mm -hmm. years older um I liked the um I just, I liked the instrument. Well, I don't know what you call it. The instruments, everything about it, like the yeah. pacing and just the flow. It sounded like one of those um, pieces that would be the soundtrack for the opening of a movie. And I okay. could see, I could see like um, if they did some sort of flashbacks on like this woman's um, life, like what they knew of her pieces um from photos and stuff that they had found out about her. Like I could mm-hmm. just see this whole, like this rolling film going on as this, as this first song was, was playing. So it was kind of cool and I liked it. And it's, it's pretty upbeat too. It's not like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's not heavy or anything. So that was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. I kind of figured the first couple of songs are a good introduction. It's like a, it's a gentle getting into the album because the yeah. first the first like two or three i think even four songs are pretty chill in comparison to some of the other tracks yeah yeah um i think probably my favorites uh would be perfect life and mm-hmm. happy returns oh okay and both for their sounds but then also 
again, tying back into the story mm-hmm. of this woman, it kind of um, resonated uh, with the, the feelings that her story kind of evoke and just like they seem to reflect the the story on which this was based mm-hmm. and so i really liked perfect life it's it's pretty short compared to the other tracks it is um, yeah but it has this yeah like the narrative behind it like the two voices or the one voice but then the echo of the of yeah. the sister's voice speaking and just sort of the imagery it kind of brings until i could no longer remember her face her voice even her name. And it's interesting that you mentioned um, Perfect Life because Perfect Life, and you're going to enjoy this because of Taylor Swift. Um, Perfect Life and Style, Taylor Swift's song, came Mm -hmm. out relatively the same time and they both released music videos about the same time. Except, I don't know, have you seen the music video for Style? I think so. Like, it's very, like, uh, pastel, but black. They're, they've got the one model has, like, mismatching eye colors. And, like, it's very dark. There's a lot of shadows to it. Right. But it's a very upbeat and happy song. Whereas the music video for Perfect Life is very colorful. There's a lot of yellows. There's a lot of very vibrant colors but the song itself is rather dark. So one of the things that I love to do is switch the two around. That's so that interesting. You have the music video for style playing over the song of perfect life and vice versa. And it works ridiculously well. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually very happy that you um, gravitated to perfect life uh, because it is one of the darker tracks off of the album. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of darker tracks off the album, but especially since it's right beside the title track of Hand Cannot Erase, which is a very lively, bouncy track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and that one I appreciated, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely liked those two. And then, um, yeah. And then Happy Returns, the ending. Yeah. Like, again, for its own self as a track, like it's a very it feels like a very conclusive concluding song. Like mm-hmm. it, it sounds really good. And then it's so interesting because again, I had read the story mm-hmm. and so snippets came out um, of the song that I yeah. identified like, Oh my gosh, that's what they're referring to. Cause like one of the things is that I think the song um, he talks about, Oh, you know, it's been a while. I have these gifts for you. And the thing in the story is that she was found with these wrapped Christmas presents around her. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and they don't know who she bought them for or if they were for herself or if she was giving them away, but she had these yeah. wrapped gifts around her. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it's just. Yeah, it's, I don't know. There's a little bit of um, like deep sorrow and sadness to it. Like these almost unkept promises. Like I always found within those Christmas gifts that were wrapped around her. Yeah. You know, like they'll never find their homes or she'll never get to enjoy unwrap or seeing them being unwrapped. It's very, uh, there's, there's like a very deep sadness about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got gifts for them and for you and sorrow, but I'm feeling kind of drowsy now. So I'll 
it, and I love the final track as well. Like I think it's the perfect ending to this album. And I also love the fact that it kind of callbacks to the first track because mm-hmm. there's a number of uh, musical motifs that are being brought back from that first track. So it's a really great kind of bookend. And I also love that last track with following up uh, Essential. I think I can never pronounce that big 13 minute track because that's where it just goes completely bananas for me. Yeah. The, the music itself, I'm still like this album is a number of years old and I'm still processing that track because there's just like, it's such a strange time signature. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's such a beast of a track. And then to have like this whiplash of this very pleasant, melancholical ending suite, it, I don't know, it's, it's the juxtaposition between the two that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Well, I kind of, and I feel like prog rock people would hate me for saying this, but I kind of like assume like prog rock is kind of like that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just roll with it. <laughs> I'm just going to have some dinner while I listen to this, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's going to go off into Pluto for a couple of minutes. I'll return yeah. when, it, when it comes all back good. around. It's all good. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting because my favorite tracks off of this are Routine uh, with Nanette mm. Tibet. That track is probably his most sad track. Like it's his, it's his most oppressive track. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if, I mean, I watched a whole bunch of your music videos. So my homework, I mean, you already did a whole bunch of homework. So I can't ask you anymore. But like, if you watch the music video for um for that track yeah for routine it's gut-wrenching because the actual music video itself is a stop motion animation and it's a woman alone in this house doing random chores but you realize that there used to be a family there but they're no longer there and it slowly pieces together what happens to the family and how she's alone Oh, wow. And yeah, the music that's around it, like it starts off so somber, so soft, so melancholical. And then it just like builds into this massive crescendo of angst and anger and like cathartic outlets. Yeah, it's it's very very powerful. The other ones that I love, it's the the tracks that follow it, the Home Invasion and Regret Number Nine. Okay. I mean, I mainly love Regret Number Nine because of the instrumentation and how it really builds and builds and builds and builds. So you have like this slow build to the keyboard solo that builds and builds and builds and builds, and then you have this massive guitar solo uh, that. Every time I listen to it, I'm just like, I'm gushing because of how much like I love it. Mm-hmm.
yeah, those are those are my tracks that I particularly love about this album. So any yes. any kind of final thoughts? Like, would you return to this album again after spending um, so much time in it? I don't know. Well, okay, probably not. Um, but that's not because I dislike it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big appeal for me was the fact that there, there was a story um, mm-hmm. behind it or on which it was based. Mm-hmm. And so if I wanted to maybe revisit that story or kind of the feelings that accompany that story, maybe I would listen to this album, but in, in and of itself, I don't know that I would just think to put it on kind of, kind of thing. Cause right. I feel like it is such an experience. It's not just, again, going back to the whole idea for me of music where I just, I don't know, whatever, I put something on for background, yeah. not really. Like, I feel like with this kind of album, you want to sit down mm-hmm. and immerse yourself in the experience. And I think, I think Stephen Wilson wants to hear things like that because like that's how he writes his music he writes it to sit down and enjoy like not as like a disposable single kind of an idea it's more of like a a, a, an experience from start to finish so I'm very very pleased that you think that well good yes (laughs) (laughs) so thank you for recommending it because that yeah I really enjoyed that I'm glad I'm glad like I was I was ooh. I, I wouldn't say that I was worried that you weren't going to enjoy it because I knew that there was going to be at least a couple of moments on this album that you would have enjoyed. But there, I did have that fear that, oh man, she is just going to turn off and she's not going to enjoy this at all. So yeah, now I, well, now it, I know that there needs to be a story in the album. Well, yeah. And that's the cool thing is that it, op- it gave me an opportunity to open this little window into something that happened I had never heard about before. Mm-hmm. and yeah oh that's fantastic yeah so we can so, talk about we can talk about some k-pop now <laughs> let's get on that bus of let's k-pop get on that bus yeah um oh man where do i even start okay so i listened to both of the albums um i listened to um the album which was released yeah. last year uh as well as um black pink in your area and it's interesting, like, I'm sure people have put this together before, but like, isn't black pink just red? Like, isn't that what red is? Oh, are you talking about the specific colors? Yeah. Um, Unless like, is yeah. it like black pink, two distinct colors or because yeah, pink it's... is just a white red? Yeah, no, um, I think what they're getting out with the name, and I am new, so all the Blinks out there, which, by the way, are their fan base. Oh, Blinks. They're called Blinks. And so there's a lot of discussion. But essentially what they're doing is creating this visual of both, like, the hard, gritty side, but then Mm -hmm. the very pretty, delicate, beautiful side. So you've got two very distinct colors and two very distinct, I guess you could say, facets of their... Image. I can see that. I can see that. And I can see that reflected in the music because the music reflects that. Like it's got a much more uh, sharp edge to it yeah. when I'm thinking about like similar pop. Um, like it sounds more of like a rave EDM, very electronical, um, not quite to the same effect as like uh, dubstep, but like that very sharp, edgy EDM. Mm-hmm. providing the main thrust for the music but 
with these glamoury, glitzy, bubblegum pop personalities found within it. And one of the things that I was thinking about while I was watching the music videos, and this is just maybe I've crossed the threshold of becoming too old, but it was just like, oh, it's my first little rebellion. It's like... Which which um, music video was it? So it was one of my favorite songs off of the uh, the album of uh, Boombaya. Oh, Boombaya, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that one even came out, like the music video itself came out in 2016 or something along those lines. So yeah, even before I think the album proper even dropped. So because I guess they're a little bit on the younger side and they're all like, we're going to damn the man and we're going to do what we want. And I'm like, Oh, that's cute. But like, even thinking that like my initial reaction to my own thoughts was just like, man, I'm old. Like, Oh, it makes me feel old. It's interesting too, because the music itself is almost like this melting pot of all these other musical styles. Yeah. Like I'm feeling like the, the rhythm section is very similar to some Brazilian pop and Brazilian dance music. Yep. And some of the melodies are very Middle Eastern in their presentations, uh, especially with like sitars and that kind of higher microtones in their presentation. And along with that, you have a lot of that like boom by like boom boom pa from like the modern American hip hops, like thinking like the Black Eyed Peas and artists along those lines where it's very like boom boom ya kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. And so it almost feels like they've they've scoured the earth for all these different musical presentations, found out what makes them bop, and then distilled this formula for their musical expressions and kind of applied it to all these different songs. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm being overly analytical for a very emotive music, but at the same time, I couldn't help but notice the committee, like like metaphorical but also literal committee that's like sitting behind them kind of making all the calls for them yeah I think they do have a lot of like in terms of the actual production um they I think they have a lot of input into their music and the person with whom they work is like uh I know it's one guy for sure their producer I think is Teddy is his name okay he was a k-pop rapper so it's actually not a lot of committee people behind okay. their musical production. Um, it's them, it's him, and I don't know who else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I enjoyed my time in it. Um, yeah. I also, like, I, again, it's me, right? Like, I couldn't take it 100% seriously. Like, I kept almost laughing. Um, yeah. In, in like, a I'm having fun way, like not as like I'm laughing at them, but more of like, I'm having fun. This is very infectious. Um, It reminds me of like the bubblegum pop kind of thing. Like after, I can't see myself revisiting this all that often because I feel like once that initial flavor is digested, 
I don't feel like I'll want to return to it. Yeah. All that, all that much. Now, the one song that I really, really did enjoy was off of their later album, the one like the album. Yeah. Uh, the last track of You Never Know. Oh, okay. It just felt, and maybe it was just um, after all the tracks that came before it, that one just felt felt the most sincere and it felt the most personal as well. Like right. it didn't feel like it was trying to make this big overarching statement. It didn't feel like it was just trying to rack in money or whatnot. It felt more personal. It felt like this was coming from a genuine area and not to say that the other tracks weren't, but I mean, like just to, just to kind of compare it to the other big tracks from that album of the album, um, like ice cream with Selena Gomez that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, you bet you, uh, bet you wanna from featuring Cardi B. Oh yeah. They're, they're all very, and again, I don't mean this as a negative, but they're very shallow in terms of content yeah. Like ice cream is just about ice cream. Unless like there's some deeper meaning about like getting your rocks off in the summer. Right? Like yeah. I, I <laughs> Like there's only so many there's only so many interpretations that you can have to this, right? But like mm. I genuinely did love You Never Know because it does feel a lot more genuine. It does feel like there's a story behind it. I feel like I've talked a lot. I, I, I'll let you gush a no, little bit. No, no, that's well. that's valid. Like a lot of their songs are just fun, catchy songs, like um, like whistle and do 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 do, and they're just like, yeah. I mean, if anything, it's the the catchiness and just the upbeatness and the mm. like the rhythm of their songs. Um, what I really like is is what you're saying about how they pull in a lot of different like musical styles and they make this mishmash in their songs. So it's not just like K-pop as in stereotypical, like poppy cutesy songs. Like they pull in like different types of instruments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then I think I, I first learned about um, Blackpink actually through their um, Netflix documentary. Oh. Uh, I think it's called light up the sky. So I first I was like, Oh yeah, I'll watch this. This I know this is a group, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that, that really developed um, my interest and respect for them as a group. And I'm like, I need to listen to their music. Mm. Um, and it's cool because one of the things that really attracts a lot of people to Blackpink, like aside from their, their music or whatever, is just the fact it's sort of their brand and their, like who they are because they're very you could say international like they all are korean and speak korean but like mm-hmm. um one one member lisa is from thailand and rose was born in i think she was born in australia and then came back oh, to korea for this wow. and yeah and one member is born in or she she's korean but she 
lived in New Zealand mm-hmm. and then came back to Korea, became a pop star. And then Jisoo is, um, she was born, raised in Korea. And so, so it's like bringing in all these different cultures so a lot of people can identify with them. Oh, that and I'm makes like, sense. this is cool. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So there's like some English mixed in with their Korean, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then- yeah. Cause I didn't, I was surprised how much English was on these tracks. Yeah. Like I, I, again, I haven't listened to a whole lot of K-pop, so I don't know how much of that is a norm, but I always, I thought that there was be a lot more Korean on these tracks and like maybe a smattering like here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I've listened to, I've listened to some of the, um, their songs performed live Mm. and their voices carry and they're still rich, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like they sound more or less like they would sound in sort of in their, their album, like tracks Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, it's okay. So they really have these, these excellent voices, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're not just like synthetic. They're not just overlaying themselves with, um, what is it? Auto-tune. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in a live performance, they have technology to do that, but like you would be able to tell if it's auto-tune or not. Yeah. 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 And they performed at Coachella, which is kind of cool because they're the only like international group to do that. Oh yeah. I'm surprised how many crossovers, because apparently, again, I was doing a little bit of research while I was listening to this track. Um, How many like features that they've actually been on. Like, obviously you've got Cardi B and uh, Selena Gomez on this one, but they also appear with like Lady Gaga. Yeah. Like, I think they have a track off of her new album. I know they do a mix up with her um, called Sour Candy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, I'm just looking at like the Spotify appears on list and like Dua Lupa. Uh, yeah. Lipa, I think that's her name. Uh, they appear on one of her albums as well. And I mean, she's very pronounced. Like her latest album that was released last year of Future Nostalgia really blew up. So yeah, like these guys are like internationally very, very popular, which is oh, kind of yeah. cool. They're huge. Yeah. 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 So it's it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Now, I mean, I did bash them a little bit at the beginning, but I thoroughly did enjoy my time with them. Like oh, I yeah. found myself bopping away and like dancing around my apartment. I had a, I had a real fun time and I, I could see myself returning to these guys if I needed that kind of, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this without sounding condescending or like old man yells at clowns, right? Like whenever I wanted that kind of synthetic bubblegum pop, umpapa kind of a sound, right? Yes. That makes it sound so bad. And I don't mean it to be like that, but like, I couldn't. <laughs> no, that's fair. Oh boy. But yeah, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I also love some of the different styles that they, they had. Like, it wasn't just like a carbon copy of the same song over and over and over again, which yeah, I know that a lot of pop stars run the risk of, but uh, yeah. And I would 100% return back to uh, You Never Know because I, I legitimately really like that song. Yeah, yeah. And their music videos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched a number of their music videos. Um, they're, they never sit still. Holy jeez. Nope. Like they, they are not here to play. They are here to, they're here for business. So like they're extremely energetic. 
yeah. um, f- color all over the place. Um, I felt like I needed to sit down after I watched one because I'm like, that was a lot of energy packed into four and a half minutes. Like, wow. Yeah. And they don't use green screens either in that's, their music video. That's really good. Yeah. Cause there was a few times where I'm like, is that a, uh, is that a green screen? But yeah. like, what was the one that I was watching where they're all in a car and they're all driving? Um, oh, whistle, maybe. That might have been whistle. Yeah. Cause I was like, geez, that's, uh, that's a lot of energy that they're bringing to the table. Well, I I love it because, and this is also the same with BTS, like their music videos, like they just deliver on all fronts because they're going to make a music video. It's not just, oh, a music video. It is a movie. Like It is. And I mean, in one music video, they've got like the effects are crazy what they bring in. They've got a bejeweled tank. They've got oh, a live horse, you know oh, what I mean? Man. Like there's fishing in it. Like there's so much. And mm-hmm. some of the scenes too are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the colors and just the, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a visual spectacle that I thoroughly enjoyed just experiencing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Know. And I would recommend you checking out the music videos for Stephen Wilson. Okay. Because Although maybe not as intense, his music videos are always a spectacle in a different sense. Yeah. Um, And I mean, that's one thing that I will praise today's music is that there is an emphasis on the visuals when it comes to the music video that I really, really um, applaud. Because a lot of, I remember a lot of people saying, ah, the art of music is dead with all the synthetic stuff. And the music videos don't mean anything anymore. And I'm like, they're, they're its own art form, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, they're its own expression that I particularly love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing the love of the K-pop. But yes, by all means, of course. <laughs> so glad. Now I, listen to BTS. I will. I will. I fully understand the, the reason for like contacting me right away being like, we have to do this. Because yeah. I understand. So I will I will do a little bit more homework and check out maybe a couple songs from BTS because I've heard of them, but I've just never had a chance to sit down and listen to them. So yeah. Yeah. And and you should check out Stephen Wilson's music videos. Okay. And I also feel like you might enjoy his um latest album or second latest album, depending on when people listen to this, um, to the bone. It's a little bit more poppy, it's a little bit more accessible. People seem to like it. You do not? <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave that there. We'll talk about that in another, another podcast. All right. You know, uh, is there anything you want to leave the listeners off with? Anything you want to pump, promote, or just like let people know about? Um, not really uh, that I haven't already said, uh, mm-hmm. except keep an open mind when it comes to music. Yes. That's you such know. a great, yes. I 100% that's what I did that. and now 
I am a low-key blink and possible army member. Army is the Ooh. BTS fan base. Ooh, wow. <laughs> and there's like no prospects of being a, a progressive rock lover, eh? Um, <laughs> let's just, I am keeping an open mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can ask. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on again. Uh, we'll have to have you back in the future. And yeah, everybody just keep an open mind and keep sharing music. Yeah. Thank you for having me.